When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, welcome into the Starcastic Remarks studios. My name is Ryan. I'm the host of Starcastic Remarks, and uh, we are a part of the Hockey Podcast Network, and we'd like to thank DraftKings for being the sponsor for our podcast and also the entire Hockey Podcast Network. Make sure you go and use the promo code THPN the next time you go and use their app. Um, the Stars lose tonight, and don't even get me started because I will get started here in just a little bit. I'm going to try and hold back. Uh, they lose tonight to the worst team in the NHL tonight uh, by a final score of 3-1 to one, uh, against the Arizona Coyotes. So uh, tonight it is just me on video, but tonight we also do have Chris on uh, through the phone. Chris, can you hear me just to make sure it's working? Yeah, we're all good. The Coyotes are not the worst team. Okay, they're, they're the second, second worst team. They're the second worst team. Not much better, right? Put some respect on our name, bro. Yeah, the respect to our name is that we lose to all these teams. <laughs> Stupid. But yeah, uh, pretty, pretty predictable. I mean, so I'm at my parents' place this weekend. We actually talked about at lunch about how the Stars were going to lose to the Coyotes because they're on the second item of back-to-back, so we were obviously going to lose. So it's your fault that they lost tonight, then? Yep, definitely. Hundred <laughs> percent, you're the reason why they lost. But, anyways, uh, if you had to take one thing out of tonight's game, Chris, uh, what was something that you would take out of tonight's game? I mean, we didn't play sixty minutes; we played twenty minutes. I mean, of course, Wedge would play great on those last twenty minutes. But if we played that way the whole game, there would have been no chance. We would have won five to nothing. But I mean, we can't get ourselves ready to play a team like that. Like it, that should be an easy two points and they just weren't prepared and they couldn't get themselves going the whole game. And really the only line that was playing well, the whole game was the first line, the first line Huskinen and Suter. And that was it. I don't even think the first line played all that great tonight. To be honest with you, the only time we really saw the stars play well tonight was in the first, excuse me, in the third period, not the first period. And, it, I mean, that's the biggest takeaway from this game. I'm going to entitle this episode later, Too Little, Too Late. Because, I, I mean, I saw that chance by uh, Robertson there in the third period, and it, it it was too late. It didn't matter that it went off the post. You know, those kind of things is okay to happen if you play a full 60-minute effort game. And then that's just something that the Stars didn't do tonight. They played a really crappy 40 minutes, and then they got goalied in one period. Yep, 100% agree. I mean, Wedgwood was great, but you can't blame it on that when you don't play two-thirds of the game. 
Right. And uh, it, it, it's it's just super frustrating to and I, I'm just going to go through this real quick because I, I'm sick of talking about it, but I have to keep talking about it because I don't understand. It keeps it. happening. <laughs> it keeps happening. Right. OK, so I'm going to go back to the beginning of the year. And I'm going to mention any games that I see that are games that we probably should have won against teams that we should have beat. Right. OK, so I'm going to go all the way back to October. OK, Um. First game that we probably should have won that we lost was against Ottawa. We lost two to three on October 17th. About a week later, we lost to Columbus four to one. Four days later, we lost to Ottawa four to one. Again, um, about a no, it, well, about two weeks later. About two weeks later, we lose to Vancouver, Vancouver, six to two. Um, and it, and it goes a while, you know, a month of November was okay. Other than that loss to, uh, Vancouver, but then we lose four, nothing to the Los Angeles Kings. We lose two to one to the San Jose Sharks in the month of December. In January, we lose, um, three to five to the Montreal Canadiens. And then we lose four to three to the Chicago, to the Calgary flames. And now everyone's saying, Oh, well, what about the Calgary flames? They're first in the Pacific division. Doesn't matter. That's still the game we should have won. And then tonight we lose, we, we lose to the Arizona coyotes three to one. So I don't know how many points that is. Someone help Chris. How many games was that? Uh, too many is seven or eight games, right? Okay. Yeah. So if you take seven, Seven games times two, 14 points up for grabs. You know, you add that to the Stars right now. You add 14 points to their uh, to their record, and they would be second in the Central Division right now. Yeah, and that's all to bad teams, too. Like, yes. those are games that we could have, should have won. I'll exempt even Calgary and the Kings, and those five-ish, I guess, games are ones that we have to win if we're a good team. And the Stars have just proven that they are very good at losing to terrible teams. I mean, especially the uh, Montreal loss. That was the only win Montreal had in a 15-game span when, like, their entire organization was falling apart. And we still found a way to lose. Well, and, you know, uh, there's a couple comments on here that I I need to point out because they're very true. Eric is uh, saying on YouTube, thank you, Eric, for listening. Both losses to Vegas were inexcusable. I I can't remember the second one, but especially the one where we were up, we were up by two, uh, which that was another game we probably should have won and we lost. Um, and then Brandon said, yes. And that loss to Nashville at the start of the season was the exact, was the same. So I, I, I kind of give him a little bit of a pass just because it was the beginning of the season and it was Nashville. But at the same time, Brandon, you know, you're kind of right because Nashville was a team that we should be beating right now. And we're kind of shooting ourselves in the foot right now. Absolutely shooting yeah. ourselves in the foot. Especially right now. Nashville's not playing well. I mean, right now they're a bad team, and we've got to take advantage of that when we get it, and we're really not. And, and I know everyone's saying, like, oh, well, the Stars are doing really well. You know, they have a good, decent overall record. And I, I, I think something was mentioned that they were 4-2 and two in their last six games or something like that. That's great. That's fantastic. Don't lose games to teams you should beat. Don't lose games to teams you should beat. And especially don't lose games that you're up and you lose. Like the Vegas game is in in particular. We were up four to two in a game that we didn't deserve to win. 
and we ended up losing the game. Those are the kind of things you have to win. You have to win those kind of games, and you have to win the games against the teams that suck. Sorry. I mean, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Focusing back on tonight, too, like this is a game that we could have easily won, too, if we had just shown up and were prepared to play. And it was just obvious that we were not ready to play this hockey game. And for a team that's the oldest team in the league that has such great veterans on the team, that has such a veteran coach, that that shouldn't be a that should be the last thing we should be worried about. I mean, these guys should know how important every game is, especially when their careers are coming to an end. Like you're running out of chances, dude, and you're just giving up on it. I mean, it feels like this is the last team that should have an issue with this, and it's been a problem for us for two or three years now. It's it's especially been bad the past two years because we were just not consistent last year when it came to winning games in overtime. And, you know, you, you take half of the 14 losses that we had in overtime or shootouts last year, and we would have made the playoffs. And I'm – mark my words, I'm going to say it again, just like I said on Twitter earlier. Mark my words, and I hope I'm wrong, but we're going to look at the end of the season. We're going to be outside of the playoff picture, and we're going to be like – if only we had won that game against Montreal. If only we had beat the Arizona Coyotes that one game. If we had only beat the Ottawa Senators, those two games we it, – it's, it's, I, I really hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. But we're going to look back at the end of the season, and we're going to be like there were too many games that we gave up that we should have won. Yep, I think you're 100% right. So, um, and then, so before we get into the goal summary for tonight, Chris, um, I wanted to get your opinion on how you felt about the, the line juggling by Rick bonus, because some people are kind of upset about it. Some people are kind of like, yeah, I get it. Uh, I, I mean, there were some weird combos tonight. I, um, I don't have them up here in front of me, but yeah, you know, like Ben was back at center and you know, the, the typical three top three lines that we've been seeing, were not together. Peterson and rat and rads were not together. Uh, Sagan and Ben were not together. It was really just that top line that kind of stayed together. Um, how did you feel about the line juggling? What's your opinion on that? Yeah, I understand what he's trying to do. He's trying to get Ben back to where he feels more uh, more dangerous, and he's trying to get Radulov going too is really what all those line shifting comes down to. The problem is it's idiotic to do when you're finally going on a good stretch here, playing pretty consistently, the last couple of games have gotten bailed out by Otter, but still, I mean, if it's working, don't try to fix it. And that's exactly what he tries to do. He tries to fix it. It, it was It's idiotic. Like, there's no reason to shuffle the lines when you're still getting the Ws. I mean, it, 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 helps, that, it helps my argument, at least, that it failed spectacularly. I mean, every line other than the first line did nothing. I mean, Ben and Sagan looked terrible all night long. Radulov, at, look, at least, was good on the forecheck. But other than that, I mean, there was not really any dangerous chances from anyone other than the first thing. Well, here's my here's I'm, I'm honestly with bonus on this. All right. Oh, really? now, hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. To be totally honest, even when we had the the four lines the way the way they were, what was still the only line that was getting going? It was that first line, right? But Sagan has more points. Recently, he's he's second in the team with points in the past ten games, only behind Joe Pavelski. Right, like and, they, he's finally getting him going. You put him back down on a line with Glendinning and Roffel for like he he had four or five shifts with Glendinning and Roffel. 
Like, what a way to stifle points. Like, there's no way he's going to score on that line. Well, and the other thing is, though, Chris, is you also have to look at the the past couple of games and the fact that I think the Stars had one even strength goal in the past three games, even though we've, you know, we've won the, we're two and one in the last three. So I, I understand what he's doing, but it, it just didn't work. And he, he looks like an idiot, but I'm not going to call him on it just because of that. But I can't understand why, you know, Stars fans would be frustrated, especially with the Sagan point, because Sagan has finally started. You know, I wouldn't say he would. He's looking like vintage, vintage Tyler Sagan, if I can talk. But he's definitely looked better in the past. You know, dozen games or so, he's been a, almost a point per game player. He's looked better than you handcuff him by taking away Jamie Ben, like the person he plays best with. It just seems stupid to me. So let's go ahead and get into the goal summary uh, and for tonight's game, just to talk about it because. Uh, it just seemed like the first and second period were just overall just terrible. Um, and the first period was boring. Sorry, but the yeah, first period so was just flat out boring. Um, the stars were not skating. Uh, and honestly, the Arizona Coyotes actually looked pretty decent. But, you know, considering they weren't the good fact enough to score. Do what? They're not good enough to score. <laughs> right, exactly. That's, that's exactly the point. Is like The way they played in the first period, they should have been up by a goal or two. Uh, but through the first period, you know, I mean, I think we were outshot 10 to 6. 12 to 7, like excuse me. 12 to 7 in, in the first period, excuse me. Um, and then how did you feel about the Stars play in the first period? Were you frustrated? Were you just like, whatever, they're playing down to their level? What did you think? I mean, yeah, it was definitely playing down to their level and even even lower. I mean, we weren't skating at all. We didn't win any puck battles. I mean, our penalty kill was good. I mean, I'll give us that. But other than that, there was nothing. So going into the second period, um, you know, for the first half of the period, it was this. It was just the same thing again. The Arizona Coyotes just looked hungrier. They looked better. Their forecheck was getting. Uh, we were turning the puck over like crazy. And then finally, uh, a really bad turnover by Essa Lindell on the corner, which was which was very strange. Um, ends up in the back of our net after Nick Schmaltz uh, kind of jacks it from him, and he passes it to Lawson Kraus, who is in front of the net, completely wide open, and Kraus gets his 14th of the year, one nothing Arizona. That's a crazy turnover. I mean, that's awful. I mean, that's one of the that's one of the few awful plays we had tonight. So, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about some more later too. Right. And. It finally seems like that the Stars get some sort of urgency in their game. Rope Hens gets his 22nd of the year from Pavs and uh, Haskinen. And it was it was kind of just like a, a broken play, really. Uh, it it kind of bounced around a couple times, got deflected twice, and uh, Hens happened to get the goal there. And it's tied one-to-one, and it wasn't even a minute later. So that first line, you know, kind of came up for the Stars there, 1-1. One, one. Yeah, and it's a, it's a good response, but, like, and this is why I keep harping on the, the bottom three forward lines is like, we get a goal like that. That's got to be a momentum boost. That's got to make the, the next shift come out strong and just as aggressive. And the next shift was just as flat as the first half of the game. Like there was, there's no change. Like it, it can't be, Oh great. The first line did it again. Let's go skate out there until they're rested enough to come back and score again. Like they don't build off of the momentum that that first line gives at all. So let me go ahead and ask you this because this popped in, into my head. Um, 
and maybe this is a loaded question, right? Well, maybe I'll save it. I'll, I'll save it till the end because it's, it's a loaded question, but I, I need okay. to remember that. But anyways, uh, it's 1-1 in the second period, and then Nick Schmaltz would actually get his ninth of the year from uh, Gosses Bear and Clayton Keller, and it's a power play goal to the worst team in the NHL on the power play, and the Stars give it up. 2-1 Arizona. I mean, that was lucky, though, honestly. <laughs> Still, they, they couldn't get it out of their own zone. Yep, that's true. And again, it, it, it's if you play, you, you actually have some energy in your game in the first two periods. Maybe a goal like that isn't that big a deal because you're up by two. Maybe it's three one stars and you give up that goal, whatever. Big deal. No big deal. But in this case, because the Stars had absolutely no urgency or energy or anything in those first two periods, it's a big deal. And Arizona's got the lead going into the second intermission. It's just super frustrating for me. Yeah, I mean, I agree. It, it's just the energy is what we're going to talk about all night long, but that's that's the reason we lost. I mean, <laughs> there's no other way to put it. Going into the third period, uh you know, stars are down two to one, and stars do not have a good record when uh, they are down by a goal or more going into the third period. Um, I had that record here somewhere, but now I can't find it. But whatever. But th- the important thing is that it looked like they got shot out of a cannon. It, it, it finally seemed like they had even more urgency into the game, and they completely dominated the third period. Chris, what did you think yep. of the stars play in the third period? It's a great third period. I mean, it's one of the best of the season. Should have been the but first. If it's, it's if it's in the first, we win by five goals to this team. I mean, and there's no reason, and like, and that proves that it's laziness in the first two periods too, because they had this, they could do it, and they just didn't because they didn't want to. Because it's the Coyotes, they don't have to. They're too good. It's laziness, is what it is. And that's what's that's what makes this loss so frustrating. If they had tried hard, and really just, they'd been like, okay. Great performance. It was a good game to watch. But it's not that. Because if we had this pressure all night long, there's no chance we lose. But they don't do it. And it happens way too often. Every one of those games that you mentioned, we ha- it has felt like this game. Like the Stars decide to play a little too late. And it's just super frustrating because, you know, again, if you have those 14 points that I mentioned, you're second in the division right now. And those and, 14 points are just care points. You just have to care more. Like, and how do you not care? You're going to pay millions of dollars. You're running out of time to get into the playoffs and win a Stanley Cup. What's stopping you? <laughs> and I'm going to go ahead and pull up uh, Troy's comment here because Troy had, has a really good comment here. Okay. And he says, okay, so the Yotes aren't exactly a meaningful game. Our concern is for the Central. Still, these two points are huge. I'm staying optimistic that maybe we'll come back and beat the HE double hockey stick out of the Jets and Preds. Um, and, you know, a lot of people don't realize this. I, I don't know if Troy knows this or not, but Arizona actually is in the Central Division right now. So uh, they are in the Central, but, in you know, our concern is for the Central for the teams above us. But right now those two points are way more important for us than it is for the Coyotes. And, and again, we can't, we can't leave points like this out to teams who are below us. And we go out and we, you know, we win these games against like Colorado, the best team in the league, two games ago, and Otter stands on his head 
and we get we get them goals, timely goals when we need it, and then we turn around two games later and we lose to the worst team in the NHL because we just don't have the energy for it. By the way, yeah. and we sh- we should mention this too. The Coyotes played yesterday. They just played yesterday. Yes, it was at their home building at uh, Gila River Arena, but they still played yesterday, and they looked like the better team for two-thirds of this game. Yeah, and I mean, he, I think he's right about us having a better chance to get against Winnipeg and the Preds, too. Like, I feel better about our chances of winning against those teams because, I mean, it's going to force them to care. Like, those teams are close to us, and we need to beat those teams to stay in the hunt. But, I mean you've got to make yourself care about these two points. Like it's still two points. These there's crazy important and it, it, they just can't make themselves play hard against teams that they feel like are beneath them. It, it, it's just extremely frustrating. The, I, I, I really hope I'm wrong, but I'm going to say it again. We're going to look back on these points that we missed two of these tonight. And we're going to be like, what could have been? So uh, we'll, we'll see, but still um, it's just super frustrating. And the, the fact of the matter is, is that these games against the Preds and against the Jets, the Jets are, you know, just as, you know, freaking out about points as we are because they're, be- they're even below us. And then Nashville is looking down and, and realizing, Ooh, the stars are getting a little too close. They're in the first wild card spot right now. We're, we were only four points behind them tonight. We win this game tonight, and we're only two points behind the Nashville Predators for that first wild card spot. But because we didn't take care of business against the teams that we should, we're still at the same spot. And meanwhile, the Preds and and everybody above them are are you know cheering and screaming for the Coyotes and thanking them for their service. So it, it's it's just I don't know, but. Anyways, I should finish off the goal summary before I get any more mad. But Clayton Keller would put the empty net in, and it's uh, his 20th of the year. Schmaltz and Mayo get the assist, and Arizona wins the game 3-1. to one. And the, the only other thing I would, I would mention about this game is, you know, Scott Wedgwood saved the game for the Coyotes in that third period. He looked excellent. And uh, I, I don't want to take anything away from him, so huge shout-out to Scott Wedgwood. Yeah, definitely. He played out of his mind. I mean, just, like, he was making Flurry-esque save. Right, exactly. On that, but he totally saved it, but again, the start blew this one. Hoops fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs, 360 windmill good. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NBA team, and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 years of age or older, minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Void where prohibited, minimum $5 deposit required. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee. Call or text the TN red line 
888-789-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 1-877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. And uh, Brandon's saying, uh, we could have been within one point of the king spot, but nope, more inconsistencies from the stars. And uh, I 100% right there with you, Brandon. Uh, I wish that uh, I could say that I'm, you know, hopeful for the games on Wednesday and Thursday, but we'll see. And uh, Brandon is also saying uh, on Wednesday and Thursday are there must-win games, and if we can go into Sunday and get that win too, maybe we can get some momentum. The the thing is, Brandon, is that you know we win these games, the games we don't expect to win, and then we lose the games that we expect to win. So I I know I shouldn't be upset in the fact that you know the Stars have a winning record and they've had a winning record over the past you know month and a half, but it could be so much better. It could be absolutely so much better if they just took care of business against these really terrible teams. I, I'm just repeating and it's myself. It's going to have here. to be to get us to the playoffs. I mean, the record that we had this month, I agree with you, is very good. But we're going to have to we have to take care of business on these teams, or else we're not going to get in. Is it like it? It's good. It's not good enough. It really, due to our start. So pulling up the standings here, I'm looking on the NHL app. Um, so if we're looking at the central division here in the wild card spots, because those are really the only ones that we care about, really. Um, Colorado's got 76 points. Uh, the they're not going to lose that. <laughs> they're not going to lose that spot. They're they're going to keep it. Uh, St. Louis has got 64. Minnesota's got 63. Nashville's got 60. And then we have 56. So we could have been within striking distance of even you know even second or third in the central tonight. But, in, you know, I maybe I was just thinking too much ahead, but I was thinking, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll be fine. And we'll, we'll get to that point. Need to be careful and, you know, just make sure I keep my words to myself before I talk because it seems like the Stars just continue to do that. They just continue to underperform against the really bad teams. Wait. So... I think we're losing Chris here a little bit there because his his internet connection is going out a little bit. But Chris, can you hear me, bud? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, there we go. All right. Well, anyways, uh, is there is there anything else we really need to talk about here tonight, Chris? I mean, I, I got into this a little bit with Dad, but when you when you find again and again that the team isn't ready, I mean, I feel like that's got to be down to a coaching thing. And I mean, everyone knew I was going to go there, but <laughs> if, if it's not the coach's job to get the team ready, then what is his job? I don't know. And you know, you make a really good point about this too, Chris, because uh, I, I was actually watching the, the Steve Dingle podcast uh, about a week ago. And they were talking about the fact that, you know, the coaches aren't really coaches per se. I mean, they're not going to go out and say, tell these professionals who make millions of dollars, hey, you need to hold your stick like this and you need to shoot the puck up like this way. Their main job is to be motivators. And it it doesn't seem like that he has that ability to motivate them in these kind of games. Is, is that the case? I mean, I think that's 100% true. And 
and it's not so i i agree bones is a problem and that we should get someone to motivate but we should already have people who can motivate too i mean we all saw the video of jamie ben in the locker room after we lost the stanley cup like how does that guy not come off of that feeling like being as close as he's gonna come in his career and not have a fire under his butt for the rest of his career like anytime you come into a game like this you should just go back to that emotion what it felt like being so close two wins away two wins away from achieving your childhood dream of winning the stanley cup and you can't get yourself going for a sunday sunday evening game against a bad team when you need the points like we're not good enough to to limp through this game we need it to get to that place again so i i don't know why the veteran guys can't do it for themselves either we don't deserve to be in the playoffs if this is the case. If uh, if we can't win these games like this, we don't we don't deserve to be in the playoffs. Um, and I'm gonna go ahead and open uh, the bag of worms here on this now, Chris. This is the the question that I was gonna ask you earlier, uh, because we were talking about line juggling and the fact that it it you know it seems like something's missing. Um, where and, and this is a big point of contention with a bunch of Stars fans right now. And my question to you is, we have the trade deadline coming up here in about two, three-ish weeks, maybe about a month or so. Uh, I, I can't remember the exact date. Who are we? Are we sellers? Are we are we buyers? Or are we stand patters? I mean, Neil is such a conservative GM that I don't think we're going to do anything. So if we're anywhere close to the playoffs like we have been for the past feels like eight months, <laughs> then I think we're gonna we're gonna sit still and we're gonna try our chances at getting into the playoffs. But honestly, if the team keeps doing what it's doing now, even with the better record that we're getting, I hope that we sell. I mean, this team doesn't have the motivation for it. I I just don't think this team is good enough to win a Stanley Cup and there's no way that we can get better. I mean our cap is at its max. We're getting we're selling all of our UFA. We're, we're sell, we have a lot of UFAs this upcoming season. I just don't see this team getting better, and it's not good enough to win a cup, in my opinion. So I, I hope we sell. Um, and well, let me ask you this then: um, If we're buyers, what kind? I'm, I'm not going to ask you for a specific player because that'd be kind of putting you on the spot right now, but. If we were buyers and Neil was like, no, screw this, we're going to make the playoffs and I'm going to make sure we make the playoffs, what's the kind of player that you're looking for? And then what do you think the Stars would be willing to give up? Well, we don't have any cap space, so we can't just buy. But I, I love the idea of a one-for-one, one, like like the Line A trade. Uh, I can't remember the other guy's name right now. But a one-for-one one deal, superstar for another Dubois. superstar. Yeah, Pierre-Luc Dubois. If we could just shake something up, change something, I, I think it would be great. But again, Nil is not the GM that'll do that. He is so conservative, it's just not going to happen. I just wish something like that would happen to, to change the stars because it feels like the same issues that we're talking about are the same ones that we were talking about when we started the podcast. It, it's, it, it's crazy. Teams don't do that in the NHL unless you're the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> I was uh, I was about to say you you might want to ask Steve Dangle about that and how he feels about that. <laughs> <laughs> but 
and here's my thought process on all of this when it comes to the trade deadline and all of this. You have to make a decision. You have, there's no, in my opinion, I shouldn't have even said Stan Patters as it being an option. You're either a buyer or you're a seller, period, 100% hands down, and that you hope that it goes your way. If you're a buyer, you're going all in, and I'm, and I mean you're willing to trade first-round draft picks to get the players that you need to make this team, you know, get over the hump and to get into the playoffs. Or if you're a seller, you're willing to part with Klingberg and Pavelski and Radulov. And I, I mean, and especially those first two guys. Can you imagine the return? that we could get for those two guys, even if they were just like deadline rentals for the teams that, that we trade them to. Yeah. I mean, Pavelski I mean, has, he's been absolutely amazing uh, since the 2020 bubble playoffs, especially any team he goes to would love to have him just based yeah. off the way he's been playing right now. And then Klingberg, a puck moving defenseman who can, you know, pitch in on the power play as well, who can get shots in from the point. And you have to make a decision. You have yep. to make a decision. And if we stand pat, I'm going to be upset. I agree with you 100%. That's what should happen. With Jim Nill, I don't think it's going to happen. And that brings up the question, like, okay, then is Jim Nill the guy? And that is really – it's really making me question, especially with the way the modern NHL is. It's all about changing. It's all about shaking stuff up, seeing what works. And that's not how Nil does things. He's slow and methodical, and he doesn't like making rash decisions. But that's not that's not how the league works right now. I mean, teams are going from last place in their league to winning the Stanley Cup, winning the Cup with interim coaches, and that's just not how Nil works. So I'm not sure. I don't think it's time to to ring the bell, but it, I think it's time to at least find out where the bell is on on Nil's hot seat. Yeah, and uh, if we miss the playoffs, there will be a there will be a very big shakeup, in my opinion, and uh, we will probably go into a very large retool. There will be a lot of players that are here now that will not be here uh, in the off season. And well, I, if, we, it, if we miss the if we miss the playoffs, we're not going to have enough tools to retool. We're going to lose a bunch of UFAs for nothing. And that's and, why I agree with you that we need to either buy or sell, and we better not do nothing. Right. And, and I mean, you have to be, and I know Jim Nell loves his first round draft picks, and I know he loves, you know, holding on to those draft picks, which I totally get. I, I totally understand it because you have no idea what those draft picks can turn into. But the, the fact of the matter is, is you're in a position right now where you kind of made a decision to just, you know, go for it, go for it now which is why I think you have to be willing to trade those first and second round draft picks. And he has not been willing to do that. And, and I really feel like you have to keep the roster that you have and you have to be willing to part with those draft picks in order to get players that you can take to win now. Okay. And I mean, it has, and for me, if you're looking for somebody specific, you're looking for a first or second line scoring winger. Or even a center, for crying out loud. I mean, somebody who 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 can score other than the top three right now. Yeah. Lord knows we need more centers. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. Go ahead. Say it again. Lord knows we need more centers. We don't have enough. Yeah, that's 
that's also that's also true. So, but um, anyways, I'll I'll say the stats and we'll close it off here tonight, Chris. Um, shots on goal uh, per period. We already said first period twelve to seven in favor of the Coyotes, ten to nine in favor of the Coyotes in the second. Stars completely destroy them seventeen to five in the third period and final shots on goal total 33 to 27 in favor of the stars face-off percentage 60 to 30 to 40 in favor of the stars there stars lose the special teams battle tonight they go 0 for 2 on the power play and the phoenix uh, i almost said phoenix excuse me arizona coyotes go one for three um hits tonight 25 to 21 in favor of the uh, arizona coyotes and just in general chris there's too many too many takeaways, too many give- giveaways. It, yeah. Too little, field. too late. Yeah, too, too little, little, too late. late. That's definitely the theme. And we, we got to find a way to make ourselves ready to play these hockey games. I mean, we've got so many different people who are supposed to be able to do it, and no one's doing it. So something's got to change. I agree. At the trade deadline, something better change, or else as Stars fans, we need to make sure that it's known that we're upset. And we can best do that with uh, our pocketbooks. So hopefully it doesn't come to that. Hopefully, uh, some I'm either way something drastic for me is I want to happen. Either you sell off or you buy. Not don't stand pat at the trade deadline, please. Um. Anyways, guys, uh, we're going to close it off here tonight. Thank you guys for tuning in tonight. This has been the after game review for Game Forty Nine against the uh, Arizona Coyotes, where they lose three to one. Uh, thank you once again to DraftKings for sponsoring this episode and also the entire Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, we, please go and use that promo code THBN uh, the next time you go and use your app for a special little offer from them. And once again, along with Chris, I am Ryan, and we will catch you guys on the flip side. Have a good evening.